Alrighty everybody, we are back in action. Finally, after all this time, we're going to get back on our normal schedule, normal routine. And the good thing is that we'll be good to go, no matter what. So, our website is, as you know, foulballpodcast.org. Want it, need it, have to have it, go look at it if you haven't already. A lot of time and effort is put into it. So, Boston Red Sox just finished up their series against the Baltimore Orioles what should have been a sweep in my opinion turned into something completely other than that but um before we continue talking more about what just happened over the weekend I think I got an important update today because we just announced some roster moves that I think will be impactful too what happens like going forward and all that stuff. So first bit of news is that we placed right-handed pitcher Nathan Yavaldi onto the 15-day injured list because he currently has right shoulder inflammation. So it's retroactive to August 19th. And then we also placed first baseman Eric Hosmer on the 10-day injured list due to low inflammation so, you know, he'll hopefully be better before then. But again, 10 days is what's called for at the moment. We also recalled right-handed pitcher Josh Winkowski and first baseman and outfielder French Cotero from AAA Worcester yesterday. Because, as you may have heard, French Cotero has been crushing it in Worcester, has been doing really well. And so it'll be good to have him back on the roster and hopefully he'll be able to succeed a little more on the Boston Red Sox lineup. So, Hyun Bloom just made the announcement as of today. And so, you know, it's interesting because we have a mix of ages here, right? We have Yavaldi at 32 years old. We have Hosmer at 32. We have Winkowski at the age of 24. We also have Cordero at the age of 27. So, interesting stuff going on. And I think if we continue further... There's been stuff going on. I think that's, you know, the best way to describe essentially everything, really, right? And really, I think that's the best way to describe the entirety of the season is just stuff going on. Um, it's been a lot of changes, a lot of reshuffling. Um, and it seems like a lot of the things that We've reshuffled with all the puzzle pieces just never really fit together to really make a successful team and you know we're at the point now where I think trying to get into a wild card spot is almost essentially next to impossible um, the Orioles series would have helped significantly in terms of giving us a little more of a bump up Again, at the bare minimum, we would have needed to win the series at 2-1. to one. Better option would have been a sweep, you know, winning, beating the Orioles 3-0 over the weekend. But neither happened, right? We went 1-2, and two. Um, you know, lost the first game, lost this, won the second game, and then lost the uh, uh, third game on Sunday. But the interesting part about Sunday is that that was the Little League game, right? The game was played at the Little League Field in Pennsylvania, right? We had some big-name guests such as George Bush, 
George W. Bush um, was their former president of the United States. So that was interesting. He was on the ESPN broadcast last night along with Commissioner Rob Manafred. And so they were just talking about, you know, a whole bunch of different things. Really good conversation that they had. Pretty interesting to tune into. I had it on the background, and it was neat to just kind of hear what they were discussing, what they were going through, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, talking about the Red Sox, the Orioles, talking about the Little League World Series. And, of course, you know, George Bush is from Texas originally, so they were talking about, you know, the Texas Little League system and how they were doing the World Series Classic. And then, you know, they were talking about how he has his vacation home up in Maine, up in kind of the Kenny, Kenny Bunk, Kenny Bunkport area. Interesting enough, that's where I was all last week. So that's why I took a week off because I was up in Oldridge Beach, hanging out on the beach the entire week. So it's nice to hit the pause button on my end for that account. But that's neither here nor there because um, it, it, so Sunday was like the Sunday night baseball ESPN game because of that reason of them playing at the uh, Little League field. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation before the game of whether they were going to play it or not because according to the reports and according to the folks on ESPN, apparently it was essentially downpouring a lot before the game and they were showing replays of all the water that was just on the field, in the dugouts, and all around the field, really. And that water was literally gushing through. And they were even saying how as soon as they as soon as they thought it was going to get better, it just got 10 times worse. And thankfully, they were able to kind of clear everything up. The storm passed through. They were able to get all the uh, equipment ready, the field ready. They were able to drain the water as quickly as they could. And they were able to get the game underway, thankfully, because, you know, they, it was a big, a big moment. Big moment for the folks involved, big moment for the kids that were there. They were all excited to watch the game because for a lot of them, right, a lot of them, they were saying how that was their first MLB game. And it's awesome to provide that experience for kids like, because the kids, you know, come from all over the globe to play in the Little League World Series. So to give them that, like, an MLB experience was a, an awesome move because, you know, it gives them something that they never experienced. And it gives them something that they never witnessed right before their very eyes, right? And a lot of these kids were like, yeah, it's great to be right in the front row of an, technically an MLB game, right? And they were saying, oh, I get to hang out with the players in the Red Sox. I get to hang out with the player on the multiple Orioles. And at the end of the day, that's what makes something like baseball and really sports in general an amazing industry to be in because we get to provide experiences that will last a lifetime, right? And we get to provide memories that will last a lifetime as well. And so, you know, as we reflect on the three A's, that had to, even though the Red Sox lost, I mean, granted, they lost three to five. But I mean, the the big win was being able to provide those memories and experiences to the little leaguers as they compete in the World Series. And, you know, it's tough to reflect on the season ahead for the Red Sox when I feel like we've been saying the same thing over and over and over again because, like I said a little while ago, it seems like nothing's really worked, right? And then we have players like Marcelo Meyer and a few other folks that are supposed to be really, really good but have to make their way up the farm system, right, from the single-A team, the double-A team up in Portland, and then the triple-A team over in Worcester, and then go up to the Red Sox, and that takes a little while, right? It's, there's just certain certain 
accommodations that they have to get into. They have to get into certain routines. They have to get certain habits into place. And they have to, you know, really get a sense of what the Red Sox organization is all about. So by the time they get there, they're in tip-top shape, ready to play to the best of their ability. And, you know, I know signing Marcelo Meyer last offseason and last season, well, technically last season, right? That was a big deal. It was a big deal. And, you know, the question always looms around, lingers around, will it work out? Will it work out? And that's something you all can help me answer, too, is do you think somebody like Marcelo Meyer will make it to the Boston Red Sox, right? And the good thing, too, is uh, about a week and a half or so ago now, I was able to go up to Portland to see the Sea Dogs play. So I was incredibly grateful to be up with the Sea Dogs in their presence. Um, and, you know, they have a lot of talent, which was good to see. So I know in a conversation with some folks on the team, you know, in the front office, they were saying that, you know, a lot of folks on their roster have so much talent that they've been able to get promoted up to Worcester. And then, you know, there's been a player or two that's even been promoted up to Boston. And so, you know, that was great to hear that in Portland, things are working. Right. So now it's just a matter of time until it works in Worcester and then a matter of time until it works in Boston. And... Other good news to hear for Portland was that they're in first place at the moment. So, you know, the hopefully, you know, they're looking like they can keep that up for the remainder of the season. You know, there's a few weeks left in their season until they make it to the postseason, which is good. So as long as they clinch the first place spot, they have an automatic bid into the playoffs, you know, come this season ending. So keep Portland in your mind as we make it through the rest of the season. And, you know, the big thing is, you know, we can get, you know, them rocking and rolling and have Portland make a good run. Because uh, then it'd be nice to have a Bostonian sports program make it. So, I mean, I know we didn't talk a lot about the Red Sox, but like I said, we lost two games out of three against Baltimore. And that's about as bottom as you can get. Um, I mean, Baltimore, even Alex Cora said at the beginning of the season, don't sleep on Baltimore. Don't forget about them. Because the last four or five years, I feel like people have kind of been kind of forgetting about them. And granted, they haven't won a gazillion games, but we I think we all, we all can kind of consider ourselves to be part of that sleep fest. And so now, now they're getting better, right? They've got a few guys on their roster that are making some plays. And I think we saw that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And of course, you know, the Red Sox had the off day Monday, which was yesterday. So now, now we get back to baseball up at Fenway, and we'll see what happens. And we have a lot of games against American League East teams again. And the AL East is obviously pretty good, right? We have the Yankees in the first place spot. We have the Rays and the Blue Jays in wild card spots, and then we have. The Orioles, not too far away from a wild card spot. So, <laughs> talk about a lot of competition, you know, between three teams right there, never mind the rest of the Major League Baseball system. You know, and so, yeah, even tonight, 
we have a game at 7-10 against the 65 and 55 Blue Jays. And, you know, we have three games against them. We have three games against the Rays immediately following that. Then we face the Twins, the Rangers, and then the Rays again, and then the Blue Jays again. No, the Rays again, sorry, and then Baltimore again, and then we get back to the Yankees. So, you know, the big question to ask now that hopefully we'll have a much more clearer picture of next time we post an update is how far of a reach is a playoff potential? How far away is it? Is it a long shot or is it still possible? And I'll answer that next time.